What's going on, Into the Last Dragon? This is your host, Rory Rob, coming back to you with another great episode. Uh, this one is actually from one of our show sponsors, uh, Mr. Brian Davis with Logic Martial Arts. He is uh, definitely providing some interesting, interesting perspective. Uh, he actually has a self-defense uh, training school. He has also a what I would consider one of the coolest jobs, choreography and fight martial arts training for movies and cinematic in the cinematic universe. Uh, this brother is very interesting. Check him out on this new episode of Enter the Last Dragon. And uh, you can also check him out if you sign up and if you are in the St. Louis local area for one of his trainings and self-defense classes. You can get a free class by uh, just signing up with him. He'll uh, definitely go into the details. Information will be in the show notes. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Now let's get into some martial arts. Understanding of what the culture is doing as far as being black and, and loving the, the world of martial arts. Welcome to the, the podcast, Brian Davis. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. Feeling good. Uh, glad that we got everything squared away. You sounding much clearer now. Appreciate that. Uh, so what's cracking, man? Tell, tell, tell my fans who you are. Who is Brian Davis? Okay. Um, well, I'm uh, from St. Louis originally. Um, originally from uh, University City. And uh, City, shout out STL. I hear you. Yes, sir. Always. Um, been in martial arts for about 35 years. Um, 40 now. Folks, uh, do the math on that one. I started off when I was five. Yeah. Was um, but uh, multiple, multiple different martial arts that, uh, that I've uh, practiced uh, from uh, Muay Thai kickboxing to Kung Fu, different Kung Fu, uh, to uh, Indonesian martial arts, uh, just, uh, Salat. Um, and, uh, I did MMA for about six years. Um, <laughs> that's interesting, though. But then uh, Basically, I was a bouncer. I did private security. As a matter of fact, one of the folks that I actually, uh, 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 damn, I just got stumped. But one of the people that I, I worked with um, was for a second was uh, Nips, Nipsey Hussle. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Yes. Real cool, dude. Real cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been. Been about twenty years, and uh, during the course of that time, I started teaching uh, teaching individuals uh, self defense, and then um, I opened up my studio. Uh, originally, it started off in a park, but uh, then opened it up in Creveport, uh, St. Louis. From what I can tell, it looks like you're in the studio right now. I see uh, the the, the yeah, Wing Chun dummy in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the Wing Chun dummy. And- it gets it gets used every once in a while. Uh, yeah. Personally, you know, uh, you know you can always always do that. You know, it's one of those things that you gotta realize. Hey, you know the martial art, know the techniques, but you don't know how to apply them. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the things that I end up teaching uh, with um, with my clients is, hey, you know. Go into a situation, understand that it's a possibility. The skills that you end up learning, you know, it reduces the possibility of you getting hit a lot. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, you know, every situation is different. So when it comes down to it, you know, you have to practice, practice, practice. 
uh, one of the things that I, other things that I do is I work with law firms. So I do with uh, a lot of their clients. Uh, if they're away trial, um, uh, they, the law firms hire me on issues that consider high risk. The law firms consider them high risk if they're going to like spousal sexual harassment, things like that. Yeah. Like two, three days before they uh, go to trial, and they they're worried about that that time span, that transition. They are hiring me on, uh, or it could be a month. So you are you are you protecting or are you teaching them at the same time? Are you doing like protecting serve or are you teaching them during that I've, interim time? I've actually done uh I've actually done protection. Uh, nice. Okay. A couple of uh, clients. Uh then I, I pretty much uh normally now I just teach. I now teach who, who's the brother who's the brother to your left, man? Right, so this this right here, this dude right here, this is one of my best friends. It's Terry Jones. He's a professional boxer. Uh, he's actually been with me for for a long time, uh, bouncing, uh, doing nice. private security and things like that. Uh, he's experienced what I've done, you know, in yeah. uh, different environments and stuff. I've experienced what he's done in different environments too. But you know, he's, he's always been around, and always had my back. Yeah. Person, you know, that's one of the cool things about about uh, having a real friend. But we always got the back, you know, right? So, right, right. It's a blessing itself. Both of us are still here. You know, I always say, you know, I see him, it's all good. He's moving some stuff. So as much as I smile, hey, <laughs> we, we didn't did some things. I didn't no some doubt. Things. <laughs> so on and so forth. Dealing with uh, a lot of the stuff, and, uh, a lot of the crimes, uh, situations, scenarios in St. Louis, we ain't supposed to. Be. <laughs> so, you, so you used to box, right? That's what you. Yeah. That's what you said. Okay. What? Well, uh, what did you box? What? Down in Twelfth um, and Park. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know Twelfth and Park, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, man. I used to box, man. I boxed with Springfield Housing Authority. So we uh, was uh yeah yeah I won the Golden Gloves amateur I know it's, I know all about Twelve Apart all the above man that's good yeah. stuff man so so what you about to say go ahead go ahead go ahead you got it as a matter of fact um, both of us actually uh, uh, went into MMA uh, so he did MMA I did MMA uh, he did it for a shorter period of time but I mean you know. I always say, if you got enough courage to walk into a cage, see that cage, that, that door closed, hey, I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> it's real. It's real. How long, how long did you do MMA? Uh, now, now, how long were you doing it? Uh, for about six years. Six years. Okay. I, I remember you said it earlier. I just didn't catch up if it was six years or, or not. Now, are you, are you on this... Uh, like, you know how you individuals who start in the martial arts world as a child, you just kind of like, I'm just learning something. But as you get older, you understand from what you just said, you're not just training in one art. So what what, do you, what kind of, what would you kind of say you're doing? Are you on a certain type of journey? What's your, what, what's your motivation and what you're trying to get done with the martial arts world? Um, let's say, uh, let me think. Um, when I was younger, Honestly, I got into martial arts because uh, <laughs> it's one of the most, the, the, the basic thing, Bruce Lee. No doubt. No doubt. Jackie Chan 
and I wanted to kick somebody with some boots like Chuck Norris. Go kick it to the uh, to the uh, camera, you know, with the boots. But uh, right, right. Once I started doing it, you know, I was like, I keep on moving, you know, and I, I started noticing that I was getting better and better. You know? Right. Um, because I, I, I did a few things in school, you know, a few sports like soccer, and then I tried uh, I tried basketball that I suck at. But at the same time, no, nah, dude, I really, I'm horrible. <laughs> but but um, I, uh, I did the stereotypical uh, sports, man. But uh, when it came down to it, I would, being a, being a, 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 a black man or a black child of, in St. Louis, one of the biggest things was if you did anything other than boxing, you were different. So talk about that, man. Talk about that. So that's so it's kind of uncomfortable, right? It was like because I was the same guy. I understand. I started karate at a young age. I may have been nine or ten, and um, it, the the homies weren't talking about it. boxing. Was good if you if you boxed, you were solid. That's family. That everybody. How many boxes came out of the loop? You know what I'm saying. You got, you got boxing now. It's like it's the it's it's St. Louis has kind of become almost like a, a household name on that bo- boxing because of the recent ones that came and did their thing here. You know what I'm saying? I think it. I think it's it's been it's been that way since almost the 70s, man. I think. I mean, and that's just me. That's my that's that's my take on it. I think that. Um, you know, when it when it all boiled down to it, man, I'm in peace, you know, when it came yeah. down to boxing. You know, yeah. but at the same time, you know, doing something out of the ordinary, it helped me, you know, yeah. because if I ended up running up on somebody or somebody ran up on me, sat there and put their hands up, I was going low. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. gonna go some kids and then I then I worked with that. You know, because yeah, yeah. My, father, my father was a uh, his ex marine, he was a boxer, both of boxing. So, one of the things was, I didn't know how to box, you know, and I, I he used to show me, but it was so technical to the point to where I just phased it out. So, what he did, he showed me how to fight a boxer. So, nice. he, would, he would fight me as a boxer, and then he would tell me to use what I know. In order to uh, counter everything that he did, some so, of your self defense and all that stuff go go all the way back to your pops. Then, yeah, most That's definitely. Most um, and you know, That's dumb. a lot of the stuff that I would end up learning, you know, uh, well, a lot of yeah, a lot of the stuff that I end up learning, it was from experiences that I, I, I dealt with with my dad. Then over time, he was like, hey. You don't fight, fight your own fight. Don't sit there and uh, try to switch it up with nobody else. Don't don't think that uh, since you're, you're different, you should know, uh, upon frown upon yourself. You know, it's it's it, it's a it's a blessing in itself. You know, that makes you more dangerous. That makes you more dangerous. In, you know, to know something other than other than the norm. You know, right, and, right, right, right. So that. So you you felt good as a young age, starting to be like, okay, everybody might know a little something with boxing, but I know something even more. I got a little bit of boxing, plus I know whatever martial arts you started with. You know what I mean? Is that was is that what your mindset was? 
Yeah, and it was it was a confidence thing, man. It was a true confidence build. My my uh my background at that time was kung fu, and um, with kung fu, it's a it's 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 more artsy, it's, it's it's pretty, but at the same time, it's a reason why. You know what I'm saying? So your background as a kung fu because it kind of faded out there. But when did you start kung fu? Uh, when I was when I was five. Okay, when got I, you. Okay. So kung fu is the first art. Okay, got you. All right, cool. But from learning it from, from school to TV, you know, my whole thing was, you know, I'm going to learn this technique, but I'm going to be powerful. I'm going to make it work. Right, you know, right. It wasn't a thing of me showing somebody uh, that I could do it. It was a thing for me to show somebody and be able to apply. So you know, check this out. You just mentioned two, two deep parts. Um, you do the choreography and you show individuals how to do it for movies, but you also show people how to do it as far as applying it for self-defense. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of lot of talk right now about Marshall Ali being able to hand out hold down that blow that blade roll, man. Yeah. Is he gonna be able to hold it down like Wesley Snipes did? You know? Yeah. You know, thoughts on that. I um <laughs> me personally, if you get trained correctly, it's gonna look good on camera. So you but feel good. You feel really solid about it. I I now, hold do. on, hold on. Now stop. Now think about this. There was three <laughs> blades. Two the third one was garbage. Yeah, the first was blade hard. was beast mode. The second blade was beast mode. Wesley Snipes put his foot down. Passage of 57, Wesley Snipes. That, that, that nobody, dark brother Wesley Snipes. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever topped Okay? Nobody ever topped Because when it when Blade come back out, the younger crowd is going to watch him. They're going to be like, damn, that was dope. But... The folks that grew up off of Blade are going to be sitting there observing every single thing. <laughs> that, I'm going to be like that. I, that's going to be me. I want to see. I want to see Blade face the moves, and I want to see him. I want to see him bring it, man. Because the thing is, he has to follow the footsteps of Wesley Snipes. So he, when it come out, when it come out, all I can say is, I, I think he's going to come right with. You know okay. what I'm saying? He don't come right with it because of the simple fact he got a man, he got a size 23 shooter. Like, damn right. Good, good, wait, that's a good analogy, bro. I can, I can watch Blade. I can watch Blade 2 anytime. It's, it's up there with the color purple for me, bro. <laughs> anytime. I don't know if I got to go to work. If I got like five minutes. <laughs> color purple. <laughs> so. My thing is, when it comes down to an actor and choreography, yeah, we have to have the right choreography because so, I can get, get uh, go ahead. No, no. So, like you, all right. So, uh, if you had the opportunity to be coaching him, what would be some of the things you would put him through um, as a fight person, fight choreographer that you were about, uh, let's just say you're training for different scenes. Walk us through, walk my listeners through some of the different things that you've done or how you use the different workout regimen that you put your, your actors and actresses in. Just give us a little bit of 
I guess, brief overview. Okay. Well, I give you, I give you, I give you a little bit. One of the things that I, I try to instill in a lot of my uh, my clients is timing, pressure, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, speed. You know, speed speed um, regulation. You know, knowing how fast to throw the punch, knowing right. how to express uh, that strike. You can't just have a straight face, and you can't just smile, or you can't do a, a lot of different things when you get hit or you throwing a punch. And then understanding the fact that for throwing a, a strike or any type of doing any type of technique, you gotta make you watching feel that. Sell it. You're selling it, right? You're selling each move type deal. So a strike like this, it may hurt in real life, but at the same time, you got to exaggerate the hell out of your You got to exaggerate every single thing because people want to see that that extension. They want to see where that that, uh, that punch is coming from. They want to see where that kick is coming from, you know? And that's one of the things that I try to really, really instill in a lot of my clients because they can know it, but they got to understand, hey, look, I'm going to hit this dude. I want to know how to hit him correctly, and I want to I want to make it show, make, make them see, the viewers see how hard I, I've actually hit this person because like you make it feel, you make the viewer feel like they got hit. That's what you actually be saying. So like, so like, like um, a lot of Van Damme movies from Kickboxer to um, Bloodsport to Cyborg, Bloodsport, Beast Mode, right? Hey, come on, man. Hey, listen, listen, my man. Uh, he was like, um, <laughs> not the blind scene. Hey, he was. Hey, he said perform. What was it called? Uh, I don't know, but it was the Death Touch for the. And broke the and- yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dude, I don't even know how many times I've watched that movie, dog. I done lost count. Dude, like, come on, man. And he was like, he represents the Tanaka clan. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he represents the Tanaka. You know, look like Tanaka to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny, y'all. Hey, man, we the same era, bro. We the same era. <laughs> Van Dam is a perfect example of selling moves. Is that a, is that a good statement? Yes. Yes. Wesley Snipes is a good good example of selling moves. Uh, who else would you put up in that top tier of individual actors and actresses that can really sell the move? Michael Job. Michael, thank you. Michael yes. Jai White. Yes, all day. Michael Jai White, Donnie Yen, uh, uh, the gentleman that played Hip Man. Um, yeah. uh, 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 What's the dude that do the unbox, unbox dude? Yeah, um, Tony Jai. Tony Jai. Yeah. My, my, my guy, Eco from the Ray. Dude, all these guys, man, they they, they run every single time. Uh, Van Damme will always, you know, he can sell it. Even even old Van Damme. Oh, old Van Damme, sell it. I agree. Assassin. Assassin. Um, what well, it was like, even like a ninja. Oh yeah, ninja assassin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. When you was talking about choreography, what's crazy is he is a pop star. 
he, he, he yeah. didn't know. The dude. Yeah, he was a pop star. Seriously. Man, sing a beautiful voice. Yeah, he, he a pop star. Hold on, the ninja assassin dude with the he had the rope and the little knife on the thing. And are you yeah. serious? Rain, his name, real name is Rain, man. Old dude, bad. But the thing is, that's what I'm saying. The choreography, you have to have the right choreographer. I may not work with uh, work uh, the best with a uh, certain uh, certain type of actor. Somebody else. I'm not uh, gonna ever uh, say I'm the best, best choreographer. There's no such thing. It's how everybody has a learning curve. The same right. thing with martial arts. Everybody has a learning curve, and you have to learn what their curve is. You have, to, you have to have them, have them, um, have them, have them embrace the way you teach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and vice versa, man. Because that's kind of how I teach uh, self defense. Yeah. You know, I, I teach the exact same thing to every single individual. Everybody's not, everybody is the same, but they're not. You have somebody that may be short. You have, you may have somebody that may be tall. You may have somebody that may be heavy than the other, other end. So with all the backgrounds that I have, I've pulled different things out for the person that's in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I got a, a short person. I may teach them uh, a different uh, technique for a lot or a uh, different company. Techniques, or maybe a couple of uh, uh, Ron or uh, Thai techniques. Um, and then if I got somebody that's taller, I may show them how to do a, a joint box. Because a lot of times, a person that's longer, they it, it seems weird, but they, they exaggerate a lot of things a lot of times. It, it's it, real. It's, 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 it was shown on Game of Death when Bruce Lee fought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And you can see I mean, you're looking at a seven footer versus somebody who's five eight, maybe exactly. Bruce, and it's kind of like it was so it wasn't weird, even though he was like the final boss kind of level. But it was just one of those things where you could just literally see how long Abdul Kareem's kicks was so long, his punches it was it's kind of weird looking. You know what I'm saying? To see exactly. that that difference, I'm with you. Instead of instead of doing a whole bunch of kicks, he could be able to do. I would mean, uh, more grabs, more. Um, uh, joint locks. If the person's if the person's shorter than uh, come in with uh, do rushes, come in with elbows, real quick elbows, straight straight ahead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To the side, and even if they move to the side, the elbows are still a good guard. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that that I try to instill in a lot of my uh, my clients. Hey, look, you're made differently than me, so I'm going to show you how to fight a person that's you know, I'm going to show you how to fight a person that's, that's your height. A lot of times what I'll ask, uh, if they come in, they're dealing with, uh, they're dealing with a certain individual, I'll ask them how to look. What's, what's, what is their build? You know what I'm saying? If, uh, I have, I've had uh, one client, she, uh, she was going through uh, a spousal abuse. And oh, I wow. said, oh, wow. give, me, give me his build. Give me his size. You know, Give me um, what he does, his personality. Yeah. And then from there, I go from that. You know, because a lot of times uh, it's a, it's more so a, a mental thing. You know, one of the things that I, I try to tell, another one of the things that I try to tell a lot of people is spirit. Spirit is false evidence appearing with 
you build yourself up. That's a, that's a nugget, boss. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Repeat that acronym again. Fear is what? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Wow, that's a nugget for my listeners. Check it out and, and explain it. Dive into that. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. If you're walking down an alley, if you walk in, if not, no matter of fact, before you even walk down the alley and it's dark, you've already put like at least a good 10 scenarios in your head, right? In your head. So yeah. you walk down a dark alley, it might be somebody waiting for you in this dark alley. Or you walk down, uh, you're getting ready to walk down this dark alley, uh, it might be a ghost. <laughs> Anything. Or, yeah. Like, um, for us, for example, like we used so we'll be sitting back and we'll watch our opponent because normally we all in the room before oh. we actually go upstairs. Yeah. So right when we warm up, they'll be looking at us, him kicking a bag and seeing him pushing me back, holding his bag. Then all of a sudden, oh man, I don't want to fight him. Off the strength of, they just crazy. getting kicked like that and getting hit like that instead of feeling like I can take it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's the thing, like with 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 the acronym, um, you know, you, you made it up, you built it up. Then it's it's apparent in your head that this is what what could happen. Then the evidence is seeing what that person's doing. Then the realness of it is <laughs> is, is, is uh is you walking up to to the situation. You know, Dude. it's it's there, man. Yeah. And what I is is when I come in. Matter of fact, we we talked about it. When uh when they come in, I'm like, hey, it's a human being. It's another individual. Human beings have been around in this on this world for thousands and thousands of years. We've been on paintings. We've been in cave uh, cave drawings. All this stuff. We've been on uh, in museums. We got uh, statues of us. Our arms move the same way. Thousand years ago. Thousand years ago, our eyes haven't moved from different positions on our head through evolution. Our necks move the exact same way. So if you know this, why should it be that hard to hurt another individual? You know, that's how I, that's how I see it. So when it comes down to it, if a person walks up to me, I don't consider them a threat. I consider them a target. Mm. Not just one part of their body, not just one. When a uh, uh, one area that I can hit them in, I consider them their whole body a target because mm. I know for a fact that all all these people in my past, all these people in our in our past have have you know just off of the sure sure uh, knowledge of of them being a human being and them being cut down like a tree. Why should I be? Why should I be nervous? Why should you be nervous? Why should you have fear? I get that. I get that. You can apply that 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 to a lot of things in life, whether it's that job interview. You need to build that up in your head. Don't build that wall up. Don't build a, a mountain. Don't take that mold into a, a, a mountain. You know what I'm saying? Make that mold hill into a mountain type deal. I get you. That's how I deal with business, man. That's how yeah. I deal with business. Life. Right, right. That's a nugget, man. That's a true nugget for my fans, man. That's a nugget. So, so let me ask you too, and we're gonna get away from fight choreography. I had to ask you still one more time on this one. We we the the uh the 
recent love on the Netflix. And so they've had great choreography from what I, in my opinion, uh, starting with Daredevil. And that's on uh, Marvel, of course. Amazing choreography on that. Um, Lackluster on Iron Fist. Just terrible core. I'm, I shouldn't say terrible. Uh, it just it just wasn't up to par. Uh, <laughs> when you compare Daredevil to that, it's just not happening. And then you got uh, they they did, in my opinion, um, when it comes to the defenders. I didn't really care for or include a lot of that, uh, and, but I but I did care for. Uh, Luke Cage, and I really like what they pulled together on the second season of Luke Cage versus the first season. And yeah. I, I really appreciated the second season. That had, you know what I'm saying, they, they, they really pulled some things together. I think they took too long on the build-up. That's, that's what upset me about uh, the Luke Cage thing. Man, through the whole time I was watching the first season, and I was like, man, I swear, you get hit one more time. I'm going, man, you know what, I'm about to turn Damn, it's another episode about to come on. But because it was so wet. <laughs> right, right. From, from the soundtrack to the cinematography to the to the acting, man. It was emotional. But, it was emotional. You know, but at the same time. You gotta looking, but you got a different view. You gotta look a different lens than the typical person, though. Yeah. I do. Like, the, <laughs> like me, like me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna peep that. They use some fake faux lighting and no, like, oh, they have did that. You be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this Iron is Fist was so terrible. It's because of Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You be ready to throw some stuff away. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 tell me, what would you do different in the Iron Fist situation? What, what did you, what turned you off in comparison to like Daredevil, which they did well, or even Punisher? Man, they did well on Punisher, in my opinion. They oh, killed you. You know what I'm saying? Punisher was intense. It was intense, was, right? That was the thing. Yeah. And and I, I I love the fact that they they showed they 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 expressed the the, the, the intensity of, of of the character. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like the, the scene the scene where he was in the jail cell. He had just I think he killed somebody, and he was supposed to get out free because um. Kingpin had lied and said you're gonna get out and then he locked the gate and the dude they opened the cell gate to the other catch. Y'all remember that scene? And he Ooh. went, yeah, and he went through and killed everybody, stabbing them up with yeah, man. That's the thing with his character, that choreography worked because I I, I love seeing the, the breathing hard. I love seeing the, him spitting out the blood like hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you about to die. You know, I want to see it. <laughs> With, with Iron Fist, my thing was they picked, they 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 had a line of a pretty folk, you know, and they was like, we can teach him martial arts. Because he lost you. Say it again, one more time. Say they had what? With the uh, Iron Fist man, they had a line of pretty folks, and then they was like, we can teach him martial arts. Yeah, everybody would look at me, he's eye candy, you know, which was which which wasn't bad for 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 what it was, but what it did, it came out. After Daredevil, yeah, and, and Daredevil killed it. It's at the stage. Episode, man. It's at the stage, man. Yeah, so you had this guy that had no martial arts background, 
and you had uh, some choreographers um, teaching them, you know, teaching them what, what they were supposed to be teaching. And it ended up looking good. It looked great, but at the same time, it was it was it was typical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my thing was with with it being typical from all the other stuff, all the buildup from all the all these other uh, 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 sh- uh, series. It, it kind of it, it, it was like you say, lackluster, man. I was like, cool. I I don't even think I I, I watched. One episode. So I was like, <laughs> episodes down the line. I was like, look at his hand. Oh man, that's comedy. So, so tell me what you think about, um, or, or let's just let's dive into the self defense side. Another aspect of you overall. So we kind of touched on your background in martial arts, the different arts you learned, your background throughout learning this over the past thirty five years. We touched on on how you do as far as a business. You teach fight choreography. Now let's dive into the self-defense side because it's kind of two-part. So you have the self-defense side where you say you work with law firms and you help do a service for those law firms for their clientele who may need protection and or some type of training. But also talk about self-defense in your business. Tell us about your business, the name of your business. Okay. Um, well, uh, the name of my business, uh, the name of my company is Logic Martial Arts uh, uh, or Logic Self Defense uh, Multimedia Studio. And um, basically, uh, I can I can start it off from the very very beginning. Um, I was bouncing, and originally um, I had a bartender come to me, and she wanted to know how to do a certain move that I did uh, did on a patron. I got him out of there. She was having problems with, the, with, the, with one of her uh, people that she was with at the time. And um, I showed her. I started showing her at the park. Next thing you know, she posted a brag about what I did, did for her and then started building up from there. Um, I ended up having, I have a, another friend, um, a young lady named uh, uh, Boomy. Uh, she, um, she basically told me to stop scaring myself out of success. So all these years I've been doing these martial, I mean, doing martial arts, I've been having all these dead end jobs, man. I, I, and, and I wouldn't last no more than a, than a maybe a year at jobs and stuff. She was like, look, you're talented. You might as well just go ahead and do what everybody's been telling you. You need to Nice. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these years, man, man, you need to be an instructor. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be an instructor. I want to be Van Damme. You know, and that's how I ended up being. Yeah. So I, I put on Facebook, I never forget, I put on Facebook, uh, hey, it's official. And I just did it on a whim. It's official. I'm going to be a martial arts instructor. Man, within 15 minutes, I had 72, 72 responses like, dude, you got kids. Man, hey, where you at? Uh, where you uh, spot at? And I'm like, I don't have a spot yet, man. I'm, I'm actually teaching at parts and I'm mobile. I can show up at your house and stuff. Perfect. No word. Gotcha. And then all of a sudden, the parts wound up in my home. I opened up a little room in my home and I started teaching the problem. And next thing you know, I got too big. I ended up going to uh, opening up a studio in Creed Ford. It got too big. It got too small. And then I opened up uh, a studio in, um, uh, in uh, Central West End. That got too small. You know, so 
my thing was during the course of that time that I was teaching, what was happening was people were recommending me, recommending me to their friends, their family members, because I was kind of like I was you know. off the track, you know, off the beaten uh, uh, trail because I wasn't teaching yeah. people uh, to have a belt. I wasn't teaching people to get a rank. I wasn't teaching people uh, that they needed a... Uh, that they needed to make sure that they had an outfit on when they came to the dojo. Right. I wasn't teaching a punch, uh, every, uh, a certain type of punch every week. You know, I was teaching people how to protect themselves, plain and simple. You know, now, so, so that's what I want to go into. So tell me about that. So what, what could a person expect if they come sign up with you? Well, um, when they come sign up with me, when you come in, you come in with the understanding that you are going to know how to protect yourself, plain and simply put. It's not going to be a lot of dancing around. It's not going to be a lot of uh, high-flying kicks and things like that, in which I can teach. I love it. I think it's dope um, because that's what I grew up off of. But when you come in, you come in with the understanding, hey, this guy is serious. He cares about you. He wants to make sure that you are Because the last thing I want is to hear, you know, they make you know, because I've actually seen people lose their lives. I've actually seen people hurt themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and yeah, you're in the business of protecting people. Like uh, you're, you're teaching something that they can take with them for the for their lives to protect them. And every time you walk out of the studio, every single time that you come out of my studio, you're gonna know something that you would never plain and simply put. It's, it's not, it's not going to be see you, uh, next week uh, and we're going to practice that kick. No, you're not going to have that. You're going to remember what you do. And all you have to do is make it better. You know, make it to where it works for you. And yeah. like I said, I make sure that I get past the learning curve. You know, once I get past the learning curve, then we're, we're great. You know, I, I want to put you in beast mode. I want you to be able to walk around confident about what you know. And then a lot of times, a lot of people say, where's the discipline? The more you know, the less the, the less situations you're going to end up getting into. What's a, uh, what's a uh, let's say you got a senior lady who was about uh, a little over 55. She comes in saying um, she just wants to learn a little something to help protect herself. She's not running from nothing. She just wants. She just heard it might be good to have some self defense and exercise in her life. What is something you start her out with first day? What would you give her? Give her as a little nugget as a gem. What would you give it to her? Like, okay. I give it to you. Uh, you made me put down. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> um, what I do. Whenever, whenever anybody comes in, is, is let them know, hey, it ain't that hard to hurt a person. Okay? It's just not. You walk down the street and trip and fall and nothing's around you and you can hurt yourself, it shouldn't be that hard to hurt another individual. Right. right. The thing is, what you want to do, you got a scale. You got from one to two. That's your pain scale. Okay? Rubbing an arm, maybe one, zero, whatever. If you were to have an individual walk up to you and want to throw hands with you or want to uh, attack you, what's the main thing that they're using? They're using your hand, their hands. Only thing that can create a fist is if they close their hands. 
If you break a person's finger, which mm. is very, very easy to do, it's just like breaking a raw chicken wing, okay, from the wingman to the drumman. It's simple. If you can break an individual's finger, you good. Because here's the thing, self-preservation mode goes into play when it comes down to a person getting hurt. Right, there are right, right. trying to protect what just got hurt because they don't want to get it hurt anymore. Right, okay, so right. Techniques that I end up teaching are break a person's finger. You may get hit, but at the same time, all you have to do is open this up. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. open up at some point in time. Open it up, snap the finger, you're done. You can go run, do what you need to do to make sure that you uh you made it home safe. That's one. The yeah. other thing, don't I would never a lot of self-defense uh instructors say, hey man, grab your keys, grab your keys and and uh, and uh hold your keys and then stab them in the face. No, yeah, you gotta do that. These four fingers, you put these four fingers up, go directly into the face. Straight. One of these puppies is going in one of those holes in your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's real. Now, when it comes down to the pretty stuff, that's that. Okay, you got the martial arts. You can do this and all that stuff, in which it works, but you have to practice it. Yeah. When it comes down to self defense. You need yeah. something that, as soon as you walk out, hey, and something go down, you ain't thinking about okay, once. I need to make sure I got the right form. I got to make sure that, I, okay, I put enough weight on this leg. Four fingers to do it. So if you go directly into the face, one, it's a few things that can happen. These four fingers, instead of two, these four fingers, one of these is going to either go in the eye, one of these is going to go in the nose, maybe one of them is going to go in the mouth. But if you go into the eyes, if you miss maybe, what, three fingers, hey, guess what? One of them did, one of them went in. Um, yeah. If it goes into the nose, if it goes directly into the nose, grip down, grip straight down because you have a, a, a channel that goes back to the throat. Go into the into the nose, pull straight down. Person will awesome. not mess with you. So the other thing is, what happens when an individual starts? You know, what's one of the main things that us being so same Louis do? We talk a whole bunch of this. Oh yeah. What's the main thing that's open when we're talking a whole bunch of this? The mouth. mouth. Yeah. Put your hands in the mouth, yank straight down. Oh, man. That a mess. Oh, man. That, I could, that a... <laughs> that's the hinge of your jawbone. Yeah. It's a rubbery substance. You stick your hands in the mouth, yank it straight down, separation of the jaw. Last thing a person going to try to do is try to fight you. Or yeah, try to attack yeah. you. know, so... That's what I'm saying. When it comes down to fear, there is false evidence appearing real. When you know just those few things, you good. The yeah. other thing, um, this this is what I tell. This is what I tell uh, 55. This is what I tell an eight year old. You know, I tell them all: step on a person's foot, push them straight back. You'll hear a slide and a pop. That's the ankle break. A person can't keep their balance. With the with the amount of momentum that uh, that you uh, placed on them, uh, and still try to maintain um, maintain trying to uh, uh, get their bearing with their feet, right? You know, right. slide and a pop. I can promise you, this gonna hurt. And the last thing they gonna want to do is try to attack. 
It's, it'd be crazy too. It's not happening. That'd be crazy. With this, with those few things right there, I've already built your confidence. Yeah. Come back and let me show you some more stuff. Because here's the thing: after you've learned those few, those few little things, the very first day, if you come back and you learn the other techniques, that makes you even a more better person. But when it comes down to throwing hands with a person. If you already know these things, all you're doing right now, right then, is performing. So, so um, tell tell individuals right now what's the easiest way to get a hold of you. Where do we find uh, your? Where do we find Logic Martial Arts? What's the what's the best way to reach to some of my listeners that in the local area? Okay, number one, I ain't high, <laughs> so you can always uh, reach me on my cell phone. Uh, it's uh, 618-304-9568 and then you can reach me on my my, uh, my business number uh, which is my office it's uh, 314-594-7340 uh, you can reach me on uh, logicmartialarts at gmail.com uh, I, I get in touch with everybody um, or, or Facebook uh, and I'm under Logic Martial Arts on Facebook you can reach me on my personal page, Brian Davis, but still with the I. <laughs> all right, all right. And I put the I, I'm, uh, So I always do this as well. Do you, now, now, my friend, I know you didn't really get a chance to jump in there. Is there some, some things you wanted to kind of go over to as well as on that you was thinking about or anything we talked about? Uh, it's more like uh, definitely you'll want to try to come, come take one of his classes for sure. Like, you definitely gonna show you the right things. Like, you're not gonna play no games. Like, I'm the guy that, normally when he do his commercial, I'm holding the bag. Nice. I feel, <laughs> I feel like an 18 will are coming through when you're <laughs> Right, right, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt, no doubt. Well, yeah. Anything else regarding, um, Age range, age of clientele that you that you work with, anything, any limitations? Tell us anything as far as the kids or adults, anything. Okay, uh, before before I even go any further, uh, you can reach me on Instagram under Logic Martial Arts too. Okay, uh, okay, perfect. Yeah. But uh, as far as any limitations, I honestly say there aren't any limitations when it comes down to protecting yourself. Uh, the, the range of the age range that I teach is from five all the way up to 96. And uh, nice. <laughs> that's, that's the order I've, I've, I've taught. Um, but yeah, you come in, we can uh, we work on some things. Uh, I work with uh, kids with autism. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've helped uh, kids with um, behavioral problems. Um, as a matter of fact, I've been in the school system, I've been in the educational system. Uh, uh, I've, Taught uh, meditation. I've taught wellness. Um, I worked uh, with a lot of uh, faculty, uh, teaching self defense to themselves and uh, uh, some students at some schools. Um, yeah, I, 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 I still do it. You know, it's, it's not a thing of me, uh, you know, walking away from it. I still do. You know, from University City to Hazelwood to Sumner, uh, uh, also Washington, you know, I've done it. You know, and um, I do group classes. As a matter of fact, I do a uh, class called Sipping the Pen. I'm a uh, ladies, um, big group. Uh, I bring in wine, food, 
you know, and I teach him uh, self-defense techniques and good having time. That's um, cool. Like, you know, just wanting everybody to self 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 right? That's yeah. dope. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> I try to I try to make everybody feel uh, comfortable with themselves. Yeah. episodes to to my podcast about enter the dragon and the last dragon so it's a multi podcast related to how bruce lee the legend has influenced america and bruce lee roy has influenced the black culture times 10 so what's your thoughts on anything from any one of those individual brothers that you can speak to that you kind of taken from even as even if it's just a philosophy what's something that you can speak on as far as either bruce lee or bruce lee roy either or okay i can speak on both of them Got um, it. bruce lee had had an understanding of what the world was the world was not just kung fu the world was not just boxing the world was not just wrestling the world was more he understood that every environment of martial art was built off. So if you had, uh, 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 like, let's say, uh, let, let's go with karate. If you understood that everybody uh, in Japan knew uh, that samurai were around, they needed to learn how to condition themselves enough to wait where they could punch straight through a chest plate. You know, that's where mm. the brick break comes into play. Then you go to France and you learn something called sabat, a kicking martial art. And it was specifically to learn how to kick low, you know, mm. under, gun, under gunfire, things like that. Uh, being um, being uh, 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 bound, which was capoeira, capoeira. And being bound, you had to learn how to kick. Every, every environment was different, every culture had a different martial art, he understood. So what he would do was he would pick something different from every martial art, and he would use it in a totally different environment from what it was supposed to be used for. Right, right. A lot more different. It made him look different 
than everyone else and made him a lot more deadlier in the area that he was in. So with him showing people that in martial arts, it's not just one martial art. It's not the top martial art. It's not MMA. It's not uh, uh, Jeet Kune Do. It's not uh, which was his. It's, it's none of these. It's what you as an individual can, um, can, can apply and understand to where it works for you. Right. Now, with Bruce Leroy, Bruce Leroy, what my take on him was be different. Because him being different, save, save a lot. Save right. a lot of his time. Him being different and being himself inspired others to want to do what he did. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was a movie, but at the same time, I tell you what, I saw that as a little kid. I was like, dang. It influenced still, me too. Yeah, no matter how many times everybody sat there and gave him shit, he still made sure that he still stayed on that path and learning what he was uh yeah. wanted to learn and to better himself. You know, and because I, I went through that, especially me being young black man in St. Louis, you know, Bunch of stuff, but yeah, yeah, he he had a he had Bruce Leroy had a mindset like, okay, uh, even at the beginning of the story when he catches the arrow and his masters, like, how'd you know that was the uh, not the real one? How'd you know that was the blue one, the blue arrow he catches? And he was like, I do not know. He was in the the his mind was like, persevere. I have to be laser focused. And find this master because my master is no longer saying I'm his uh, pupil anymore. I have reached a level that he was trying to get to, the upper level. That was his whole goal. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you 100% on it. I agree. I used to get a whole bunch of stuff, man, uh, from folks. Uh, they used to call me karate. Oh, yeah. They used to call me karate B, Blackie Chan. They used to call me uh, Wesley Snipes. They used to call me all kinds of stuff. Oh, but, uh, man. That's something else. But the thing was, the better and better I got, man, less people mess with me. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, dog, hey, be smile. Hey, hold up, back up. <laughs> so because when I smile, that made, that made it bad. Uh, let, me, let me get this. I have one little thing I got to do, and we're going to wrap this up. So I always do these questions. Uh, I need to know top three choreo- choreographed martial arts films for you. Give me the top three. All right, cool. Um, top three, it man. All right. Mm. Uh, number all one, my- two, which one? Number one or two? What? Number one, one what? One. All right. Okay. Okay. The, uh, the star scene where you go all the way up to the top, dope. You fought all them, them cats. All right. Dope. Um, the other is uh, is uh, the raid. The, the very first raid. When they were not, uh, when they were not, hell, the movie, just period. Um, then, uh, man, that's a tough one, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh, Ip Man, the very first Ip Man. All right, yep. so you got Ip Man. What was the second one? The second one was, give me your so, list one more time. Give me your list. Start over again. Okay, okay, so on by. Uh, the raid and it man. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. All right, man. I appreciate you. 
Brian Davis, Logic Martial Arts, Into the Last Dragon, signing off. Uh, man, we appreciate you. I'm going to have all my people check you out. I'm going to put all the information in the notes below for YouTube. Just check it out. Click the stuff. Don't forget to subscribe. Your boy, your host, Roy Rob. All right, y'all. Appreciate you, fam. I'll holler at you later. That is another great one in the books. Thank you, fans, so much for tuning in to Enter the Last Dragon with your host, Roy Rob. I love you guys so much. For new listeners, please come back and visit us again. We appreciate you. If you would just subscribe, go ahead and download each and every episode. Get caught up to where we are today. And for the re- uh, returning fans, all of you guys are, are just such rock stars for helping understand the movement, understand what we're trying to get accomplished in the, the, the world that we're trying to create. So enter the last dragon. We do things by persevering. And with your host, Roy Rob, signing off, uh, just be you. Be yourself. Be authentic.